Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope you guys are having a great week. My message tonight, very briefly, is about overcoming temptation. Because I think what happens is there are a lot of people who don't want to live in sin, right? But they also don't entirely understand how to escape it. All right. And here's the thing. One of the things that people misunderstand, I think, is the verse that says, resist the enemy and he will flee. That's kind of misinterpreted. And I'll show you why in a second. Now, as an initial matter, Jesus, you have to understand, was tempted in all things, but he sinned not. That's what the Bible says. And so one of the tricks the enemy wants to play on you is he's going to try to tempt you with something. And even if you resist it, he'll say, ah, see, you were tempted by it. That's sin enough. No, it's not. Okay. The enemy might show you images, for example, on a computer that you didn't want to see. He put them there. And you resist it, but he'll still say, ah, see, look, just for that split second, you looked at it or something like that, okay? Or maybe, you know, um, it has to do with uh, you, you entertain a thought that you shouldn't entertain about someone else in, in anger or, or uh, you're, you're tempted to, you know, talk badly about people behind their back. The enemy wants you to think that just being tempted to do something is sin by itself, and it's absolutely not. So don't, don't be confused by that. But here's the other thing you can't do, okay? When the Bible says resist the enemy, and he will flee. It doesn't mean you should be getting into a tug of war with this guy. You know, he's trying to pull you towards looking at things you don't want to look at. For example, like pornography. And you're trying to pull away. You're just kind of both going like this. And you're thinking, I'm resisting, I'm resisting, I'm resisting. That's actually not it. Okay, because the part that you're missing is that the whole verse is actually submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee. If you leave out the part where you're submitting to God, you're just going to be in this tug of war and he's going to inch you closer and closer and closer. He might let you think that you're winning. He might let you think you have control over it. In fact, one of the hallmarks about of, of addiction, whether it's drug addiction, alcohol addiction, pornography addiction, tobacco, whatever, every kind of addiction, one of the things they have in common is in like the early middle stages, people are always saying, oh, I can control it. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. I have it under control. And it's not until things are really out of control that you realize you didn't have control for a long time. You you just thought you did, and the enemy allowed you to think that, okay? So you don't want to get into a tug of war with him at all. You got two choices. You can either have this tug of war where he's eventually going to win, okay? Or you cut the rope in between you, and the way you do it is by submitting to God. And submitting to God is actually a very easy thing to do, believe it or not. You simply throw your hands up or whatever makes you happy, and you say, God, I submit to you. This thing here... That, you know, that the enemies try to tempt me with, I take that and I lay it at your feet. It really is, is that, that simple. God, you know, the, the, this, this anger that rises up inside of me. No, God, I give it over to you. I lay it at your feet. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you're going to change instantaneously. And one of the, one of the things that God tries to teach us through the different trials and tribulations we go through is perseverance. It's actually, I think, one of the most important character traits a person can have to succeed in anything. It's also true, though, certainly of, of succeeding in the spirit. The great heroes in the Bible were all people who persevered. 
Perseverance, though, means things take time. Okay, that's how God teaches perseverance. And what the enemy wants to do is convince you that if something hasn't happened instantaneously, it doesn't work. Oh, don't believe in God. Don't believe in this. Don't believe in that. See, look, you've you've been resisting for all of five minutes, and and that thing is still there. You still have that temptation. I mean, what's going on? I mean, that's obviously fake. No, that's not it at all. Okay, it's it's a constant battle. But here's the thing: God will grow you through it. Okay, if you submit to God, He'll grow you through it, and He'll give you victory over it. Not necessarily instantaneously, or I should say, more accurately, your victory will be instantaneous with when you begin, but you might not see the full manifestation of that victory, okay, until a certain amount of time has passed. So as that's happening, okay, just have to understand that you have to persevere, and instead of getting into this tug of war, it's not just that, it's not just resisting, it's giving in, but not giving in to the enemy, giving in to God. God, I want not this, I want what you have for me. I give my entire life over to you. I give, you know, all my feelings over you, my emotions over to you. And then lastly, I would add, you need to really get into the Bible. We've talked about this a hundred times. Get yourself a Bible app, do devotions on it, okay, uh, even 15 minutes at a time. When that thing comes up, the enemy's going to tempt you. Nope, get out your phone and go on to the, uh, the, the, uh, the Bible app or what's one I like? Through the Word. Through the, uh, through the Word app is really good, yeah. okay, and do that for 10 minutes. And by the end of that, I guarantee you that the, uh, that temptation you're feeling will go away. So that's the thing, guys. We've talked a lot about overcoming different areas of darkness so far on this show, and I'm certainly happy to help you overcome them. But here's the thing. There's an old saying, right, that an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of the cure. And the way you you engage in prevention so that you don't have to be cured of something later on, okay, is you nip it at the beginning. You refuse to give in to the temptation at the beginning so that you know, down the road, we're not trying to talk you, you know, trying to help you get out of a pornography addiction or an alcohol addiction or, you know, you've stolen money you shouldn't have or anything like that. Deal with it at the beginning. All right. That's my message for you tonight. That's so good, honey. And I think the the biggest thing, what you're saying, which I love, is that we're not dialoguing with the enemy. I feel like that's the biggest mistake we make sometimes is saying, Oh, you know, you said about that tug of war yeah. going back and forth. It's like, no, God is, is shielding us and protecting us. So we don't even have to go there where we're on the same playing mm-hmm. field as the enemy. He wants to remove that. So we don't have to reason with, with the enemy. So that is so good. And as you mentioned, you know, it's different things for different people. Like you say, anger, um, you know, just a whole, there's a whole bunch bunch of things, jealousy or – I mean it's different things at different times too. So it's so, so important to get right at the at the point where it's, it's – where it may not be harmful, quote unquote, because um, from there, you know, like you say, you don't – you want to make sure that line doesn't move. You stay – that's how that line gets blurred otherwise. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's great. Yep, absolutely. And Jordan has an immense amount of discipline and a discipline spirit. And, um, you know, I think it's really inspiring for other um, young men t- to, to model after. And um, so it's it's really, really an amazing thing. Mm. Kristen's especially happy today because yesterday I sent her oh, a yes. bunch of flowers, even though it wasn't like a special occasion. Guys, let me tell you something. Like sending flowers on a special occasion is good, but you get like 10 times the benefit out of it if you just like pick a random day to do it and, and send it to her. I mean, like they have to say on a scale of one to 10, like a happiness scale, Kristen 
her normal baseline is like a nine and a half, right? And then you do something like that and she just explodes with happiness. So she's been on this high for like two days now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so special. He sent me a dozen roses and lilies and a note that went with the lilies. I mean, it was so beautiful. And move, really, the guys. weirdest part is one day I, I, I he had already ordered the flowers, obviously, and I had said, oh, you know, uh, I love surprises. You always surprise me. Like, there's surprise flowers. And I didn't even mean to hint at it or anything, but he had already ordered the flowers at that point. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a pretty amazing guy. Yeah. Pretty so amazing. that's my, that's my uh, relationship advice yeah. for the day. For the single girls, wait for a guy like this. Yes. So, yes. Um, Lord, thank you that – you, the Bible says that we will never be tempted beyond what we can bear, and you'll always give us a way out. And Lord, that you, Jesus, was tempted, Lord, so you know what we go through. You don't, you don't just leave us hanging, and you, first of all, you never leave us or forsake us. But you don't just put us in situations, Lord, that you have not had already experience with. You, Lord, have felt pain in all things, and you have been tempted in all ways. So. We, by being with you, are made perfect in Christ. And by by being with you, since you have overcome, we are overcomers in the temptation. I pray for every person who feels that the enemy has just put on them this guilt and this this shame for um, giving in to temptation, what, whatever that is, anger, lust, greed, it doesn't matter, jealousy, it's, Lord, all of that. And I pray for every person who feels like they just cannot overcome it. Without you, we can't overcome anything because we are, we are sinners saved by grace, Lord. We, we, if we don't have you, we don't have anything. But in you, we have everything. In you, we live and move and have our being. In you, we are made perfect. God, help us to not just do that tug of war and reason with the enemy, but help us to look to you and help us to create the disciplined habits that you've given us and put us in place. First of all, give it, give us the habits to be able to make it easier to resist that temptation. Give us the wisdom to put those habits in place and help us, Lord, to look to you and fill us with your spirit so that we won't be filled with anything else, so that we crave you more than anything else and that we want to do what's right, God. I pray for every person who feels like they just, there's no way out. I pray that you would Show them, reveal them yourself to them, give them wisdom and give them your solution, Lord, because we know that every day we're growing and being perfected by you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Great job. All right. So we got some prayer requests and um, we can, if you want, we have eight. So you want to do four and four? Or? Yeah, go ahead. That's a good idea. Want me to go? Or? Yeah. Okay. Pick, kick off. All right, so Joanne says, please pray for a new job for me. Bert said, blessings for my son. Peter, our um, our regular listener, says, all right, here's my long, lengthy prayer request. Um, Ashton, meaning his wife, his sister is back in California. Um, somebody has COVID or something of the sort, so pray for her health. Um, the fires out there in California, I know I have a lot of friends out there. It's crazy. Um so the rest of the time, um, Ashton has here pray that God keeps us grounded. And then um, soon is another regular listener says, please pray for my parents, healthy, long life. 
my safe delivery. Oh, she's having a baby. So that's awesome. And for her other kids and financial breakthrough. Well, Lord, we lift up Joanne. We pray for her new job, God, that you would just give her the desire of her heart, Lord, and give her an occupation that she can just praise you and honor you in all things. For Bert, we pray for his son. We pray that he would be guided and guarded by you, God, that you would just show him the path that you have for him, God, and just give him, give him more of your spirit, Lord, and for, and for Bert as well, and for his son, that entire family. For Peter, Lord, we're so grateful that you put him and his wife back together. Continue to cultivate that relationship. Continue to solidify that bring them closer to you and let them be a testimony for you. And for Ashton's sister, Lord, we pray that her body lines up with the healing and the will of God and she's completely healed and that the fires and all the fires that are going on in California and all these other places would be that you would just stop these fires, God. And instead, the fire of your spirit, the Mm. revival fire would just spread like that wildfire everywhere in California and everywhere else. And for soon, we pray for her parents, Lord, Give them healthy, long lives for financial breakthrough for her entire family, Lord. Breakthrough, and and we pray against any spirit of lack or anything, Lord, that you would just come through in amazing ways. And please, Lord, help be there for her kids and her safe delivery of her new baby. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to do the last one first. So Susan actually wrote something on the last sermon I did, which is about overcoming loss. And Susan says, uh, asked, if God heals, why did my husband die? All right, well, first of all, um, one of the things I mentioned, first, I'm, I'm really sorry that you're going through this, and we're going to pray for you in a minute. But one of the things I mentioned in the sermon, really the thesis of it, was the way not to deal with this is to ask God why. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I can't think of any time in the Bible where God actually answered that question, okay? And instead, what he says is, that's really what gets you off focus because the, the why question only leads to despair. Okay. Even if you, even if God told you why, you wouldn't feel any better about it. Right. So it's, it's sort of a dead end street. And the point is it leads you away from God and leads you away from hope. So if you're dealing at which you are with the loss of your husband right now, which is, I'm sure a horrible, horrible thing for you beyond anything I can imagine. What I can tell you is I don't know why God took your husband. And if you want to heal from this, which God promises you that he'll do, he says he'll bind up all of your wounds, he'll heal your broken heart. He says that. But if you want to do that, you need to eliminate the why questions and and turn instead to God and say, God, I trust you. Yes. I think there's that great line that Job says, though my Redeemer slay me, yet I know he lives. All right. So Father God, first of all, for Susan, your word says you're very near to the brokenhearted. So God, please be very near to Susan. Help her to trust you and put a, put aside the why questions. Reese asks that we pray for his health and his family. Father God, we pray for Reese. We thank you for Reese. And we pray, we pray for his health and family. Rose says, pray for me, my family, for overcoming loss. I think this is one of the other ones that was on that, that, um, the comment section of that video. So God, we also lift up Rose to you. Help her and her whole family to trust you. Heal their broken hearts. Deliver them from this grief. And Freddie says, Hallelujah, please, humble request, if you can pray for me and my son to be free from all the curses and bondages and financial breakthrough, also debt-free. Well, God, in Jesus' name, your, your word says that Christ was made a curse so that we could be made a blessing. So the curse 
has been crucified. The curse is dead. And I, in Jesus' name, speak blessings over Freddie and his whole family. He asked that he, that he and his son be set free. God, your word says who the son sets free is free indeed, free from mm-hmm. curses, free from bondage. And as far as financially, Bible says Jesus was made poor so that we can be made rich and, and not necessarily rich in terms of Bill Gates, but that we can have an abundance of finances. We pray for his breakthrough. We pray that he lives debt-free and fear-free too. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And now if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect opportunity to do that. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know about it. All right, guys. Look, thanks so much for joining us today. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, the same time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.